Exactly. Facts, 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 facts. The Knicks won four games straight. Four. One, two, three, four. Four games winning streak for my New York you know a bit uh, uh, but I'm happy to see what we've been doing um Deuce McBride the young guys we got RJ's 22 still young Mitchell Robinson IQ these are fairly fresh players in the league not even veteran status, five years or less. They've been productive. Let's just call it what it is, man. We can't be mad all the time about New York. Like I said, it's the holiday season. It makes no sense to be mad all the time. Why would you be mad all the time when we are winning, when we are victorious? And he was special. Julius... Randall ain't Ruyus Jandal, except my son got thrown out the game. That was foolish. That was pretty foolish. And one thing I didn't like about that was RJ said, oh, somebody got to grab him. Tom Thibodeau said, oh, the teammates got to look out for him. Why is it that Julius Randle gets to go off on these tangents, gets to go off on these different outbursts of anger. You know, what's going on? You could be emotional. That you can't be emotional. We know that. We know that. But what kind of for Julius Randle? When Julius Randle has his turnovers, Randall takes a just bad Randall goes on those one versus five type of things. CC Brooklyn Nets game when KD had the triple double and got in his head. There's no accountability for him at all. If this is supposed to be your best player, if this is what's being presented to us as the best player, just the same way that you get all the uh, victories, you gotta be there for when you make mistakes, especially a team that is middle of the pack, like the New York Knicks. They're not a tier one team, and I want to get into some tiers too. That's something I want to bring to the stream of as far as tiers. The Knicks are not a tier one team, and I don't consider them a tier two team. I think they're a tier three team where they're maybe two pieces and a bunch of role players and a system away from getting up to tier one, right? So when you're a tier three team, you got to hold everybody accountable because you want to get better. You want to rise up. You want to, you want to move up. You want to ascend. And 
Knicks are 14 and 13 as of this recording, as of this broadcast. And that's really good. Let's not, let's not, let's not be too down on the team. 27 games in out of 82. That is a little more than a quarter of the season. Um, hey, what are we going to do next? So be that as it may, let's, 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 let's look at the standings. This are a half game behind Philly. A half game ahead of Atlanta and Indiana. A game ahead of Toronto. That's a difference between the ninth and like the sixth, fifth spot in the East. But the top teams in the East, the tier one guys, you got you got the Celtics, you got the Bucks, and the Brooklyn Nets ascending. They're moving up. Have up there, like halves are hit or miss. They're hot and cold. The Knicks are proving that they could beat the Knicks. But play this team all they The Knicks own Atlanta. I don't care. There ain't no rival like people say it's a rivalry. The Knicks own Atlanta, and they're below us right now. The Sixers are ascending. Have you guys been paying attention to what Joel Embiid has? been doing he has been destroying the league He's on fire. 50 a day nets and sending the top lock for the eastern conference standings are the celtics bucks nets sixers when we get to the end of the season that's who's gonna be there so then you got five and six Right now, Cavs and Knicks are the five teams. Mix it up however you want. But if the Knicks are five and six with the Cavs, the Knicks are not beating the Celtics, Bucks, Nets, or Sixers. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. So if the Knicks fall below that, then it gets harder and harder. Then you get to the conundrum. Do we keep, do we hold our positioning as a top six team standings-wise? Forget about tiers. Forget about tiers. And I'm going to introduce tiers when I introduce one of the new streams. I have the recaps. I have the game of the week. But I definitely want to introduce just an overall basketball talk. The Knicks are not a tier one team, but forget about that for a second. The Pacers are going to fall. I don't think the Pacers get back into the top six. The Raptors will probably climb. They were there last year, um, and they're on a losing streak right now, unfortunately, but they're only a game behind the Knicks and a game up a half behind the fifth spot, so they'll probably climb. I'm interested to see what the Heat do for the rest of the season, they're they're a game and a half out. They're in the 10th spot, but they aren't. You have 
which are about two games out from the seventh and eighth spot. Two and a half games from the top six. So the conference is pretty tight. Eastern Conference, don't let the positioning fool you. The conference is tight. You got the Celtics and Bucks ahead of everyone else. They're probably going to keep this pace consistent. Even if they win two out of three for the remainder of the season, they're good. The Wizards, the Wizards are one in nine in their last 10 games. And everybody was so hype about Przingis being on his team, helping his team out. Kuzma's been ascending. You got Bradley Bill who, like, got paid. And what's going on, Bradley Bill? This is a guy who was a league leader in scoring. What I know you're sharing the pot a little bit more and sacrificing to win, but they're not winning. And then you got the bottom feeders. You got the Pistons and Hornets and Magic. They're going to stay there. Are the Wizards going to be a bottom feeder? Being that they're four games out of the play-in or the uh, top six spot, four games is not much. And things going to flip in the East. The The Bulls, they're currently out. Those teams... Those teams are in a weird place because the Bulls, the Bulls want, the Bulls want to be in the playoffs because they don't have their pick. The Wizards want to be in the lottery because the Knicks have their pick. So if the Wizards don't make it, excuse me, if the Wizards don't make it, then they get their pick. So they're in, good, they're, in good, they're in a good position if they don't make it. But if they do make it, that, that pick goes to the Knicks. It's a, it's a lottery protected. And then it dominoes next year, I believe, to top 10 protected and goes on for a couple years, something like that. So the Bulls are in a weird space. We're going to talk about the Bulls a little bit more too. The Bulls want to be able to do what they can this season because they don't got their draft pick. So that's where I look at the Knicks, who have their draft pick, who have the Wizards draft pick, if the Wizards fall out of the lottery. And now it looks weird because on the 15th of December, recently signed free agents cannot be traded the 15th of january players who signed extensions cannot be traded what do you what do you what do you mean by that so the players that you see rumored to be traded kuzma levine kuzma wants a contract at the end of the year the Knicks ain't going to trade for Kyle Kuzma. The Knicks ain't trying to swap Kuzma for Randall and then pay Kuzma. That'll be stupid. Randall was just named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And he is my Player of the Week. Don't get it twisted. So all them stupid-ass trade rumors of trading three players 
and two picks for Kyle Kuzma, who's on a expiring deal or up for a deal. No, stop trying to fleece the Knicks. All these writers, columnists, stop trying to fleece the Knicks. Because it ain't happening. If the Knicks didn't want to trade multiple players and picks for Donovan Mitchell, then you think they're going to do that for Kuzma? Let's be real. Let's be real. So, on to the Bulls. People are saying maybe Zach Levine is on a trade market. He can't get traded till January, where you'll be halfway done with the season. And you have a good opportunity to assess your team, your trajectory for the current season and the offseason and the following season. They just send Levine. So the Bulls are in a terrible place. Vucevic's contract is running out. Everybody wants the Rosen, including me on the Knicks. So what do they do? Is there a trade on the table for Knicks fans and for the Knicks community to be happy with to receive the Rosen? Or Levine, huge contracts. You get rid of Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, Derek Rose, all on the trading block. And you get yourself DeMar DeRozan. Okay. That means the Knicks are adding a piece to put themselves in the playoffs to be competitive with the Brooklyn Nets, with Sixers. Because they'll beat the Hawks with that lineup. They'll beat the Raptors with that lineup. They'll beat the Pacers with that lineup. And I think they'll beat the Heat with that lineup. Are you able to compete with the Bucks? Because Giannis is an unstoppable force. Possibly, because what's the rest of the Bucks team? The Bucks are up and down, but they're still winning. They're still winning. They're still winning. But in a series, I think the Bucks went out. In a series against the Celtics, I think the Celtics went out. So you need to give yourself some players that will help you beat those teams. I don't know. But it is a better roster with DeMar DeRozan. It is. Especially if you don't have to give up a pick. Or if you give them one pick because the Knicks have a boatload of picks. I think I would take DeMar DeRozan over Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Zach Levine's weird as well. He had a knee injury off and on. He hasn't played a full 82 his whole career. I don't think so. I really don't. He would be exciting in the garden. You still IQ, you still got rhymes, and you beat him, rolls in a pick. 
if that's even possible, is exciting. He can score any way he wants to on the court. Is that a trade the Knicks do? I honestly think that's a trade the Knicks do. The Knicks want to make a splash. They didn't get Donovan Mitchell. I honestly think the Knicks are, are going to be open to trading for a guy like Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan because the Bulls want to position themselves to make a playoff run. I just don't think it should come at the sacrifice of trading all your draft capital. If you're able to trade one pick, let's say for Zach Levine, and you're trading guys who are out of the rotation, go ahead, pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Because it doesn't seem like players are coming to the Knicks directly from free agents. Oh, and contract-wise, you could take DeMar DeRozan. His contract will expire expire earlier than Zach Levine. He's healthier than Zach Levine. He can score however he wants to. He's a veteran. He can rub off on Randall and RJ and all the young guys. I mean, why the hell not? Why the hell not? That's the big splash pick. And I think the Knicks are open to doing a big splash pick because they're the Knicks. But we have the Dallas pick. We have our own pick. We have the Wizards pick, which is a lottery protected. And I think don't get this year. And that would be the pick that you trade. We have the Detroit uh, Pistons pick, which I believe is a lottery as well. A couple picks this year. I'm just very worried that Knicks are just going to give away for like Levine. And then Levine is going to be either Antonio McDice or Marty Stoudemire all over again. Seven years old. It's pretty good. But he's not doing what we expect him to do. He's only played 82 games in one second year. And in the following year, he played 47, 24, 63, then 60, then 58, then 67, and now 22 games this season. The He was an all-star two years when he played 58 and 67 games. And he did average 27 and 24. His scoring average. Bring back the, a 25 scoring um, percentage. Sacrifi will be good, but I'm just really, really, really worried about his injury history. He is never healthy at all. Now, if we could get DeRozan, if we could get DeRozan and say, hey, we're going to try to make the playoffs this year, forget the play in. Forget playing out. Let's let's try. Let's try. DeMar DeRozan is a free agent after next year. So the Knicks get DeMar DeRozan for the rest of the year and next year. 
And then at 2024 free agency, he comes off the books. Then you can pay guys like quickly. You can pay top. And if you want to pay, uh, pay him, um, and then you see what happens in 2025 and you still have some draft picks. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't want Kuzma. There's also some Lakers trade rumors as far as trading Fournier for, for, for Pat Bev, bum ass Pat Bev. Oh, the chat popping. What's good? What's good, bros? Yo, chess move. On the lunch time, what you eating for lunch? Just had me a a bagel, egg, sausage in the crib. Lunch time live stream. We can't trade for injured husbands, or I don't think we should trade anybody at all. So what I'm saying. I don't think we should trade anybody to try to win now. Ain't no pro, ain't no point in trying to win now to me when you got all these draft picks. But if you trade away players that you're not using and you can get more draft picks, that's the key. So if you the Lakers don't got a draft pick, that's the thing I'm annoyed with. The Lakers ain't got a draft pick to give us. I want a draft pick this year. I want if the Knicks make any type of move i want to get a draft pick this year i want more picks this year because if we get rid of three players i've said this before you have a lot of draft picks with no place to put them you either need to trade the draft picks for someone who's going to move you up from a tier three to a tier two or tier one i don't know if that happens with zach levine who's always hurt the Rosen puts you in a tier two, and the way how the Knicks are playing defensively, they locking everybody up, they can make some noise. I don't know if they can win a championship, though. You're not in a position to do much. So you get rid of players you're not using. You have to draft the players that are coming up. Or when it's close to the draft, Able to these picks for a higher pick, and let's say like oh, here's some razzle dazzle. Now we got now we now we got moves. Now we made some moves. Now we now we made a chess move. Like Pacino said, now we made a chess move. Ice coffee with the croissant, toasted butter. Yo, I had a coffee too. Now we make a now we make a chess move. It's important to make a chess move, not, not a move to do something right now. Like, oh, the Knicks win four games and they in the standings, they look good. But the East is so close, you got to be patient. December 15th, which is this week, free agents can be traded. You're going to start to hear some more trade rumors happening and maybe some actual trades. And January 15th is when people who signed an extension can be traded. And that's around the halfway point of the season. And then you'll see teams realize we can make the playoffs and make a run. Let's make a trade. And then they'll trade a draft pick to a team who 
is selling who doesn't necessarily have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So watch the Lakers, watch the Bulls, watch the Wizards, watch the Pacers, watch the Raptors, watch the Raptors, watch the Heats. So tight. Watch the Mavs. Some of those bottom teams like the Pistons selling off. Like Alec Burks. Like I think they got like Nerlens Noel or something. People who could make some moves. Watch those bottom teams start to sell off. We going to see. The Knicks are in a good space of winning. But let's got to think about the future. And you got to make a chess move to not mess up the future trying to win for now. I will say, though, because I spent enough time on this and I even get into the player of the week and a bum of the week. But I will say, though, when the Knicks were the four seed and they made the playoffs and they got beaten by Atlanta and they should have beaten Atlanta, Derrick Rose is on his last legs. The Knicks were really young. Julius Randle, that was his first experience being the leader in the playoffs. We saw what happened. Better roster with Jalen Brunson. We got a point guard. Mitchell Robinson has improved. RJ Barrett has improved. Quickly has improved. We have an improved team. If we're in that position again, we definitely go to the second round. And the second round would be very interesting with this team. And I'd love to see this Knicks team in the second round. But also, if we do make the second round, whoever is on our roster, we have to look at the roster and say, how can we improve this roster so that way we ascend? Just like the Celtics ascended with Brown and Tatum, and then they improved the roster. They got Brogdon. They got Hawford. You got to keep building on top of what you got. So let's see what we can do to build. And speaking of Brunson, the injury bug has hit the Knicks, and it sucks. You said something personal. I want to punch him right on the I do want to punch somebody right on the fucking spot, man, because Julius Randle, we going to see, because Jalen Brunson is hurt. Obi Toppin is hurt. We don't know how long Brunson going to be out. Obi Toppin is going to be out for a couple weeks. Are we going to see the return of the point forward, point guard Randall? I hope not. I hope not. But what I hope for, more time for Deuce McBride because he's locking people up on defense. Quickly, put him in a starting lineup. I don't want to see... Derrick Rose in the starting lineup. If we got to use Derrick Rose off the bench, that makes sense. I don't want to see that. Use the players who have been contributing right now, contributing to our winning, contributing to our defense. We're locking people up on defense. So, So why not put McBride? in this starting lineup, whatever, let's see, or quickly, if you want, quickly off the bench, put McBride in there, because the other game when, when, when Brunson got hurt, 
and Randall got ejected because he's a he's an idiot sometimes. We, we saw Grimes and Barrett play like 40-something minutes. Yo, why is it the team is always cursed, man? Why? This is why I just want to compare. Yo, man. Oh, Lord. This is a conspiracy of the ages. Why is it the team is always cursed? And I think Brunson was playing hurt. He was playing through an injury, but it just so happened that he couldn't get over it, and now he's hurt for real. So keep an eye out on the team and the roster and the five that they put out there to begin the game and close out quarters because without Brunson setting the table, there have been games where Brunson doesn't score pretty well, but what he does, he sets a table. He's a table setter, and I love that. This is where you're going to see where the Knicks should make a trade or where the Knicks shouldn't make a trade. Now we got potential. Oh, shoot. Emmanuel quickly, he could do something like this. Why do we need to trade? We should just keep quickly. We got a kid right here who's balling. That's the thing. We need to see who we got. And shout out to Tom Thibodeau for making the adjustments to seeing who we got. And we're going to do what we do with who we got. And speaking of doing what we do with who we got, the Knicks played Atlanta, Charlotte, and Sacramento, and they won all of the games. But Atlanta didn't have DeJounte Murray. Sacramento didn't have De'Aaron Fox. A win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. But we are winning. Whether teams are healthy or not, the injury bug is hitting the NBA everywhere. You got you to gotta play to win the game. I said the Knicks was going to win two of those games. They were going to lose to Sacramento. I didn't realize uh, Darren Fox was going to be out. This week, they play the Bulls twice. Tomorrow, uh, Friday, and I believe Sunday, they play the Pacers. The Knicks could win all of those games, really and truly. Even without Jalen Brunson, I think the Knicks can win all of those games. If they're coached properly and they actually respond to what the other team gives them and they play defense, they play defense. I beg your pardon. And Julius Randle passes the ball and RJ Barrett actually hits threes. I beg your pardon. I don't know if that. I, I, I don't know. That I beg your pardon. I don't know if that's going to happen. But. I don't want to curse my team too much. I don't want to curse my team too much, but I am happy to see that they proved me wrong again by getting more wins than I thought they would last week. And I think they're going to win all three games this upcoming week. Because why not? They could do it. They could do it. They could do it. I hope so. I mean, I hope they can. But <laughs> I hope they can. But if, I mean, if they don't win, they don't win. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned with seeing how the individual players play their production and how they play as a team. And we already know, we already know what to expect when it comes to team play, but it's hard, man. It is hard. 
It is hard. It is hard. Um, player of the week and bum of the week. How could I forget? How could I forget? I need to get that bum of the week drop. But player of the week definitely got to be um Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Oh, I hit the damn mic. Julius Randle. Player of the week for the whole NBA. Not even just. Not even just for. Not even just for my pick as player of the week. The whole damn NBA player of the week for at least for the Eastern Conference. First off, he scored 27 points in the game that he got kicked out of because he was yelling at the referee. Now, first of all, you can't be yelling at the referee and he still scored 27 points. Game before, he scored 33. Game before that against Atlanta, he had 34 points and 17 rebounds. He must have had a bet that he could get more than like five, six, seven rebounds, but he killing. And if there was ever a time to trade him high and acquire more picks in a piece, it's now. But I would wait till the trade deadline. Be patient. But player of the week, Julius Randle. Bum of the week. I don't know if I could pick a bum of the week because we won all the games. So is there really a bum of the week if we won all the games? I'm going to say the bum of the week is the NBA refs. The NBA refs suck. They called 400 travels one game. They've been giving out technicals like crazy. Like the bum of the week is the NBA refs. How about that? Because ain't no no way. Ain't no way I'm picking a bum of the week when we on a four-game win streak and we won – the three games that we played last uh, in the last week. So, how about this double double player of the week, Julius Randall and Quentin Grimes? Because the way how he been lock and smash on whoever he played defense against, locking them down. Grimy. I love to see it. I love to see it. I love to see it. Love to see it. But let's see what happens with the injury bug for sure. We got more minutes out of McBride. We got more minutes out of IQ. That's coming. Tom Thibodeau, he's sticking to his guns. But let's see. Let's see if he makes some adjustments with the... um. The decision being that the Knicks have two major injuries out. We're probably going to see more Hartenstein. We're going to see more Jericho. You know, Jericho Hive is alive. Break down the walls. We're going to see more Jer- see more Jericho. Um, quickly, should definitely get more than 30 minutes a game. Let's see. Let's see. I know it's a shortened rotation, but... I think if anybody gets some playing time out of this short and rotation, it's Derrick Rose. There's some loyalty there, and there'll be more uh, sins. Everybody who's already in the rotation can expect an increase in minutes. But I think Derrick Rose gets some playing time. He's going to be back in Chicago. How do you not play Derrick Rose when they're going to be playing the Bulls in Chicago? You got to play Derrick Rose. You got to be foolish not to play Derrick Rose, man. 
The homecoming. The homecoming. But shout out to the weekly recap. Before I wrap, the lunchtime recap. Lunchtime recap. I know lunch is about to be over or is it over depending on what time you take your lunch. But, yo, game of the week tomorrow, Knicks Bulls. I want to, I'm still figuring out the tweaks and the formatting for the third broadcast stream show of the week. So I'm doing a weekly recap, doing a game of the week, and I'm doing a third uh, broadcast. I'm just working out the formatting. Um, I, I definitely want it to be much beyond New York Knicks talk and more just basketball talk because it's a lot going on. They got to respect the OG. They got, like, you got to show some love to Derrick Rose in Chicago. I don't got a Derrick Rose emote, but I'm going to have one. I'm going to have one. But definitely coming. Another stream show. I'm definitely going to do weekly. I was talking about tiers, basketball tiers. I want to do weekly updates to the basketball tiers. Because that's something that is going to foreshadow into the playoffs. I want to do some trade talk. I want to do draft pick talk because college basketball, the season started a few weeks ago and it's going to get ramped up in the winter all the way to March Madness. And we're going to be able to talk about some of the prospects coming potentially for the draft. I don't know if there's any NBA draft, um, early draft boards. It's more so football right now. They just had their uh, NCAA college football awards, the Heisman, all of those type of awards. The college football playoff is, is is right now. So once football dies down, you'll see more energy in basketball. But we're going to get ahead of that with the other stream show. I got to just get the formatting down. It's a work in progress. But shout out to the Knicks. We up and we up. And hopefully it could be stuck. That's what the kids say. But we going to see, man. Thanks for taking the time with the lunchtime live stream. Let me go.